Friday night Betfair Edge with Tom Haylock and Sam Fantasia. Play your way on the Perth Summer Racing Carnival with back and lay bets at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good evening and welcome to the Friday night Betfair Edge. I'm Sam Fantasia. Alongside me is the host with the most, Tom Haylock. Tommy, welcome back to your show. <laughs> to my show. Your show. It is my show. Thank you, mates. Um, some of us don't get holidays like the great man Fitz, but... Uh, we're here, we're flying on a Friday night. I've, I've come into the studio in Adelaide and it's all happening. It's great to have you here, mate. It's uh, it's a lot better than doing it over the Jitsi screen, uh, which is the video service that we use and just pointing each other and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. I get to look you in the eyes and uh, have, got, a, have a good show. Got to buy you dinner last night. Mate, that was really, really like... That's we're getting into the backboard early in the in the lay bin segment, but that's uh, going straight on the. How good was it? Well, tell everyone where we went. We went to the Brompton Hotel, which has been open for what two days, three days now. Third uh, day now, yes, yeah, uh, very good. Uh, so Miles's partner Toby um, helping head things up there, and uh, do you want to run through just some of the food that we had? <laughs> Not really. Oh, um, forgot about the oysters that you got out as well. The, the wine, <laughs> might be, uh, the wine was good. Yeah, yep. wine was very good. So. No, it was a fantastic dinner, and you come here to Adelaide, and it's 31 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, it's beautiful weather, and then I go to Perth tomorrow, or today, um, and get to see the great man Terry Layton and hang out with uh, them for the winter bottom. So uh, what a race day it is at Ascot on Saturday. We'll touch on that. We'll speak to Terry. Plenty happening, mate. mate Can't wait to get stuck into it. It's going to be a good show. As you said, we've got the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton, coming up. We've got your best bets, the Friday forecast. We've got the lay bin. But first of all, I just want to get your thoughts on last week's racing. How was Pikey in his second week back? Any highlights? <laughs> How were your best bets? Oh, I'll talk about um, Kembla in the lay-bin segment in a minute. But um, Pikey, we'll ask Terry again. Uh, I've seen a lot of people whinging about Pikey in the West at the moment. He's taken a little while to settle in. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to make of him. There was a couple of average rides last week. We saw the group one over in WA, which is a bit of a weirdly run race. The fence at Ascot with the rail and the true, that's in the lay bin. That, uh, you had to be off fence. There were some good rides. Snipperucci was uh, one of those, got off the fence and won well. But um, it was a good day. Amelia's Jewel, she's um, definitely in the, the backboard. She's a star, and she's got a great turn of foot. She won the WA Guineas with a superb win there over the mile. And then Tricks of the Trade won the railway down the bottom of the weights, 53 kilos, Troy Turner on board. Couple of the, um, I was half keen on Yonkers, and it was a first horse beaten, got beaten by twenty two lengths. So uh, obviously issues there. I can definitely lay Yonkers there, but um, yeah, it was a good day of racing. Um, we head to Caulfield on Saturday, tomorrow back from Ballarat and um, the provincial tracks down at Caulfield. Great day. They've reshuffled the the calendar around a little bit over the last couple of years, and you have got Zipping Classic Day at Caulfield now, which is. A couple of weeks after the Flemington Carnival. I don't know if I love it, but it's a good race day nonetheless. So um, we've got the Sandown Guineas, the Merson Cooper, right? A horse around second in the Merson Cooper once, been in the lip. <laughs> Zipping Classic. Uh, Sounds trying to make it three Zipping Classics in a row. And, um, yeah, it'd be good to have racing back at Caulfield. Absolutely. Just and at Rose Hill. And at actually. Rose Hill. Just touching on that restructured racing calendar, what's your favourite race day of the year, Tommy? Ooh, ooh, that's a very good question. Caulfield Guineas Day is always a ripper one, and it, it does line up with some good races in Sydney, which is good. Caulfield Guineas is, yeah, it's the the probably the start of the spring. Four group ones, um, so you can feel it in the air. You can feel it. You've got Sydney's Sydney Carnival's been up and going for a little while. Never stops the Sydney Carnival with the prize money, but uh, yeah. So sometimes it lines up with the Everest Caulfield Cup. 
day. He lines up with the Everest occasionally, and, and they're always a great day of racing. But I love uh, Caulfield as a track, and I love, uh, yeah, I love Caulfield Guinness Day. That's lovely, mate. I love so that for you. Top of my head. Um, I think my favourite would be Melbourne Cup, but that's only because uh, when I lived in Melbourne, about every seven years, it fell on my birthday. Oh, there you go. So well, you Cox have... Plate weekend's my birthday. Oh, how good. So it usually falls on my birthday. That's probably the best weekend of my of the year. Yeah, that's it's, just um, a bit of fun. Cox Plate's the best race of the year, too. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, do you want to get into the labing, my friend? Yes. Do you want to kick things off? Sure, mate. How are you feeling? You good? I'm feeling great. You're up and about. Yeah. It's uh, Friday and I'm here with you in South Australia and we're just having a good time. Beautiful day. So not much for the labing for you? Uh, a little bit for the labing. Oh, I want you to get angry, mate. Come on. I've got to poke, <laughs> poke the bear because this segment's much more fun if you're angry. Oh, but it feels good to be positive, doesn't it? <laughs> like how good did you feel leaving the studio oh. last Friday just to pep in your step? <laughs> no, nah, it didn't really. Um, so <laughs> typical Adelaide this. Yeah. Uniqlo opened in Adelaide. Yeah. Did you know about this? I did because there were about 60,000. There was the entire population of South Australia at Uniqlo. What is going on? Mate, we had a Dimmicks Why? open like last month and there was a line all the way down Rundle Street. So we, we had just, a what? We had a line all the way down we Rundle Street. For what? For Dimmicks, the bookstore. No. Yeah. People in Adelaide, come on. We love your stuff. What is going <laughs> Adelaide's not that boring that no. you need to line up to get to Dimmicks or Uniqlo. Do you remember when Krispy Kremes opened over here, mate? No. Like, it was, yeah, it was like the biggest thing in the world. What is going on? Get in the lay bin, <laughs> South Australian people. You're better than that. You don't need to line up for Uniqlo <laughs> or Dimmicks. We just haven't had, like... 400 people, mate. We're, down Rundle Mall. We've, 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 only, we've only had H&M just up the road, and now it's going to be some good competition. Are you actually food. kidding me? Look. Uh, cheap food, I just said. Cheap, cheap clothing. clothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, not a bad store, Uniqlo, but it's not worth lighting up for four hours. No. 400 people lined to get a... No, I agree. Come it's, on, mate. Th- there's this not is a lot rubbish. That, that, that's worth lining up for. Like, What would you line up for? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tickets? Yeah. For something? For something. But like, you can just do it all online and hope for the best. Like, I'd line you up just for... like log on to Uniqlo.com and... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Get it shipped. What are you doing, people of South Australia? Um, I'd line up for like the MCC on grand final day, but I don't think you need to do that anymore, do you? Maybe. Yeah, I think you do. Oh, you do? I, okay. I couldn't tell you. No, I couldn't um, tell you. Not an MCC. Why are people lining up? We, we love stuff. Unless it's, it's like giving away <laughs> free clothing? No. So look, I, I understand your point, but uh, Listen, I'm frustrated. Yeah, that's fair. It's, that's fair. You've uh, you've been in Melbourne too long. You've Adelaide's got, not you, that you, dull. <laughs> like it gives it gives Adelaide a bad rap. It does. The yeah, it does. People are yeah, lining up for Dimmick's bookstore yeah. and Uniqlo. I think it makes us look smart if we're lining up for a bookstore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but anyway, no. Um, you can buy books online too. You can. You can. Um, Internet here. Internet, yeah, we do have internet, yeah. yeah. Still not at my house, though. Don't get me started. No, that's still in the lay-bin. In the lay-bin, uh, getting paid monthly can go in the lay-bin. Oh, that's a good one. It's just... You it's, don't get paid monthly, do I you? get paid monthly. Oh, I used to. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it like, is. It's, yeah, do you go by the end of the month, mate? Awful. Like, it's payday today. And, is it? Is that yeah. why you made me pay last night? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so, so I'm coming producer's over... Producer's wages versus, what, ECL bet fair yet? No, no, but... um. I'll have to see you in dinner time at the start of next month, I reckon. Yeah. I'll come over at the start right. of December and you can shout. Yeah, well, we're going to Macca's. When you then. actually get paid. That's the problem we get paid monthly. Yeah. You uh, you don't you, want to shout stuff on a know. Thursday the day before payday. <laughs> no. no, that stinks. What else you got for me? Uh, you and Miles comparing Twitter follower numbers last <laughs> night at dinner can get in the bin. That was what are you boys doing? By the way, you can follow me at Sam Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a good one. Thank you, mate. Uh, what is, yeah, what is, well, uh, Miles started that. Did he? He started that. Oh, uh, yeah, just quickly. Uh, heads a bit fair for live markets on the Soccer World Cup and back and lay bed. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. <laughs> I had it covered by 500, just yeah. quietly, yeah. which is good. I'd like to see the growth charts because whenever Miles is on track, he loves to plug his Insta. Oh. He loves to plug his Twitter. He loves to say he replies to everyone's DMs. Um, I'm sure that he does. Uh, and it's, he's, he's a man of the people, uh, but he likes to talk about it. He's, he's, he's next level. Yeah, he's so quite... I went for dinner and he, he, I don't know how that conversation started, but he was. You guys just got out the measuring tape. And... <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of him uh, taking a, a pee next to. Um... Careful. <laughs> Next to uh, the great man, Brian Lara. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, we, we digress. We do. Uh, I've got some stuff for the backboard. Yeah, that's a bit too positive for my liking. Uh, go on. Same as last week. Trav Head and David Warner as oh, openers again. again. Yeah. 152 for Trav. Was that a record opening stand? Yeah. Had because, to be up there. Yeah, was it 280? Or? I, I think the one in the first ODI was a record opening stand, and they've just gone and blitzed it. Unbelievable. So... Yeah, it's not bad. Can I can I preface that with a lay-in? Yeah. The fact that Travis Head got dropped from the ODI team yep. in the first place. Yeah. I think he averages more than Steve Smith in ODI cricket. Yeah, it's... He, his record was phenomenal. He got dropped and didn't play the World Cup, and now he's finally back in. But, yeah. So, selection for the Aussie cricket team has been questionable at best a lot of times. Uh, yes, that's fair. So you're putting the selection, selectors in the lay-in. Yes. I don't mind that. Um... I've got a bit of a left field one. This is this is this is how we work together. This is radio craft. Exactly. You you provide the positive side of it. I provide the negative side. And of it. we come together for <laughs> something beautiful. Uh, Megan Shute from the Strikers WBBL coming out during the week saying they wanted to beat the arrogant Brisbane Heat in the Challenger final. Well, she backed up her words last night. They beat the Heat. They're into the WBBL final, and she took three for. I like that. Back up your talk. Yep, that's good. Absolutely. I can't, um, I can't lay anything there, mate. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, the Brompton Hotel. Backboard, yes, phenomenal, and you for shouting dinner. Thank you, mate. That's yeah, that was it wasn't me personally, but uh, thank you. It was it was it, good dinner. It meant that we didn't have to shout dinner, so yeah, it's it was, uh, it, it's a win. You really. were struggling when you saw the bill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you freaked out a little bit. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. When uh, when when we're guessing dinner uh, figure numbers and it's four figures, I'm just thinking, geez, producer wages are uh, <laughs> <laughs> not going to cover that one, right? Too funny. Um, anything else before we head to the break, mate? I want to ask you. Yeah, and I, just because I read this on the screen here in the uh, beautiful Adelaide studio here. Homesickness in sport in Australia. Mm -hmm. I'm putting that in the lay bin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, someone someone's messaged in for a previous show talking about homes. Come on, guys. There's there's soccer players at 15 in Europe yeah. that go travel in different countries to follow their dream. At young ages, they go to countries they don't speak the language of, and here in Australia, we go to Adelaide or go from Melbourne, Adelaide, an hour down the road on a flight. And they blame homesickness for moving. Yeah, come mate. on, guys. It's like yeah, in that the, is an absolute lay. And in Australia, like there's not much that much of a cultural difference between not say, much. There's Mel none. Yeah, between Adelaide and Melbourne, Sydney and Melbourne. Like people in Adelaide might think, you know, the eastern states are a bit bougier, but like we all get along pretty well. I think these these players get paid great money. Yep. To play a sport they enjoy. Yep. Surely you don't need to blame homesickness for. Looking at trades. No. Just like, say you want more money. Yeah. Come out and be honest. Yeah. Or, Understand that there's family issues and stuff like that, but more predominantly, lay bin. Come on, guys. Absolutely in the bin. Um, all right. I like that from you, Tommy. Uh, Thank you. Well, you can play your way on the Perth 
Summer Racing Carnival and back and lay bet at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. After the break, Tommy, do you want to go around the grounds and uh, give us a bit of insight into the FIFA World Cup? We've got plenty going on. We've got Stats Insider. Head to betfair.com.au forward slash hub. Stats Insider have got all the info for us there. We can touch on a few of their bets. We've got Tunisia versus Australia Saturday. 8.30 here in Adelaide, 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, can't wait to get stuck into that. We've got plenty of racing. Group 1, Winterbottom. We'll touch on that with Terry. Um, yeah, plenty happening, mate. Back right after this. Friday night, Betfair Edge with Tom Haylock and Sam Fantasia. Head to Betfair for live markets on the Soccer World Cup and back or lay bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the Friday Night Betfairage. Sam Fantasia with you, joined alongside me is Tom Haylock, and you can head to Betfair for live markets on the Soccer World Cup. And back or lay bet, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And speaking of the World Cup, Tommy, you've got some insiders insights from Stats Insiders. Yes, mate. Yeah, <laughs> putting that tongue Mumbled twister that. in the lab yeah. in. Um, we do. Now, obviously... Um, just a couple of results and a few things going on. Obviously, Brazil beat Serbia 2-0, and they've continued to firm the overall head-to-head market. So Brazil, $3.70 now, favourites for the World Cup. Um, they got over uh, Serbia this morning, and they've continued to firm, mate. They, they've been around the $5. They actually got matched at $9.20, believe it or not, but they've firmed from opening markets all the way down to their current price at $3.70. Spain, $8.20. France, $8.40. Um, France were about $7. They drifted all the way out when the teams got announced and um, they've drifted. And then they firmed back in on the back of their demolition of Australia. They're $8.40. England, $8.40. They've firmed Argentina out to the door. So Stats Insider yeah, said to lay, lay Argentina. And if you've laid them already, Sammy... At the $8, you couldn't back them at $11. You don't even need to worry about the results of the matches. How good Betfair? That is the beauty of Betfair. So you can trade Netherlands, $15. Portugal, $14.50. Um, they've also recommended to lay Germany uh, early in the season, early in the tournament, yep. before the tournament started, and um, lay them to qualify to certain phases of the, the finals. And the $32, they've drifted. They lost, and they've drifted as well. But... All focus on Saturday night's match, Tunisia versus Australia. Good news for the Socceroos fans. Stats Insider think their value and their, their play, Australia. So, Stats Insider have, have Australia rated $3.47 with their algorithms and their models. Um, $3.90 at the moment. So, a big overlay there, getting 28.8% chance of winning, and they rate Australia. So, big overlay there. They're happy to take the $3.90, and um, that looks a play there. So, you back Australia, mate. Back Australia. Let's back go. Back Australia. Back him in. That's that's the word on the street. Um, obviously, Australia got beaten four one of France in their opening game. Tunisia played out a draw zero zero against Denmark. But so we scored one more goal than them. We, we scored <laughs> one more goal. Goal difference doesn't work, but we scored one more goal than them. Um, Argentina versus Mexico Sunday morning, um, and Argentina versus Poland Thursday morning. So the stats decider. Model likes both Mexico and Poland to beat Argentina more than the market currently does. So um, basically, we're laying Argentina in whatever they do at the moment. Stats Insider aren't very fond of them. So laying them against Mexico or backing Mexico and backing Poland to win. You can either lay Argentina in both and, and pray for a draw or the other team. So that's the video bet for as well. The lay button, press the pink button. Um, they've still got Netherlands to win the World Cup at the moment. They still think it's value. $15, $15.50. Um, we, we suggested... 
getting on. It's pretty good value. They're fourteen fifty at the moment. Um, so there's a couple of other bets. We're back in Germ- Ger- uh, Belgium to win the World Cup at twenty five dollars on the exchange. Four point four percent edge there, according to Stats Insider. Um, markets lost a bit of confidence in Belgium after they were tested by Canada, uh, but. The Belgians prevailed 1-0. They can progress, and there might be a bit of value to trade there. So $25, take that at the moment. You can lay off later in the tournament. Um, as you probably understand now, Sammy, Argentina's their lay. They're happy to lay and be against them at the $10. Um, so that's that's one for you. To advance from the group stage, lastly, from yep. Stats Insider, Saudi Arabia, $2.10 on the exchange, 3.6% edge according to their data model, and um, they're laying United States at $2, which is a nice 7% edge. So a couple of plays there for the World Cup. You watched much of it, mate? I have not watched much of it at all, except for I watched the first half of the Aussie game, and you know, even though we're getting absolutely smothered, you look at the scoreboard and it's only 2-1, and you think, okay, there might be a bit of hope here. And then you fall asleep at halftime, you wake up, and we've lost uh, four goals to one, and you think, okay, well, that was uh, that was a bit short-lived. How about you, mate? I haven't caught much of it at all, to be honest. I mean, too busy drinking red wine with you and um, travelling around from Melbourne to Adelaide and plenty awkward of racing hours. on and awkward hours. I'm usually in bed by then. but Exactly. So, um, but you're going to watch the game Saturday night? Well, that's the beauty. Saturday night, 9pm Eastern States. Perfect. 8.30, prime time. Are you going to be in WA as well? I'll be there with Terry, the great man. Um, a couple of uh, beverages under our belt, I would have thought by then, and we'll be cheering them home. We've got an event uh, at Betfair over in WA, which will be great, heading to the winter bottom and then kicking on afterwards to the event and watching the World Cup. So great night ahead in Perth, mate. So everyone in WA should just be uh, on the lookout for a couple oh, of minutes. Look out. <laughs> look out. No, I'm, I'm just a low-key family man, mate. Low-key family man. Exactly, mate. Exactly. That's why he left at uh, nine o'clock last night. Oh, don't dinner. go into that. No, that's okay. That's okay. You were well-behaved. You knew that we had a radio show today. Correct. And um, you just, you know, you needed to get your beauty sleep in the morning and then come into the studio tonight and... Um, that's right. Look at me. I'm fresh. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Fresh. It's, um, that's how we roll. You're not like Miles, who's on vacation or uh, oh, Dino Elliott. Uh, he's in the lay-bin for... I texted him yesterday yeah. saying, what time are you going to be at dinner? Yep. And he says, oh, I'll have a few knockoffs at 6 p.m. I'll get a there. A few knockoffs? Of... Oh, I was like, what are you knocking off from? <laughs> he goes, holidays? Oh, what? Come on, mate. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable there from uh, from Miles. <laughs> he, he loves to tell you how much he's working, even when he's not oh, working. Gosh, that's my sure thing. Oh, Miles telling you how busy he is. <laughs> Uh, do you want to get <laughs> into, uh, I believe you've got some uh, tips for us, mate. Do you want to play Around the Grounds or The Gambler? Oh, let's go around the grounds. Now, do you want to kick things off at Canterbury tonight, Tommy? Yeah, we've got a couple of good meetings, um, obviously, throughout the weekend. Canterbury tonight, um, a couple of races on at the moment. Uh, really good meeting. Oh, let's just preview. Um, I want to preview the last three or four races here. Um Leaning to Spangler in race five, no one at Canterbury tonight. Uh, get back in the ruck, which is a query. You want to see how the track's playing at the moment. But he won second up last time, closed nicely. And um, I think he might be the horse to beat race five. Race six, I think there's three or four winning hopes. I've got tradition uh, on top from Tara Shock. Tara Shock, if the track's favouring those on speed, will be pretty hard to beat. Tara Shock. <laughs> Tara, Tara <laughs> Shock, um, former international, won well last campaign. We're getting to 1,900 metres. So... Or one well last time when getting to nine hundred meters. Now second up, fitter, big weight, but a nice barrier can roll along out in front. And uh, I think one of those two. So eleven from one there, race six. 
Race seven, um, impossible race. I've, I've got game theory on top. I've got no idea there. And race eight, I'm leaning to he's a hot shot at a bit of value here. Drops back in grade off a nice first up run, strips fitter, gets McDonald on, maps well. Um, he'll do me to price. I think the, the Godolphin horse will be hard to beat as favourite. But uh, he's a hot shot, the value there, race eight, number three at Canterbury. Um, what else have we got here, Sam? Cranbourne tonight. Uh, Want to start from race five? We might have a tip for Cranbourne. Yeah, just let me get that up for you. Oh, that's okay, mate. That's um, okay. Um, how do you usually go on Friday nights uh, with the racing? Yeah, right. Yeah? Not, yeah. Uh, you're not Depends scared on the, the valley like mine? Oh, valley is scary. Uh, Cranbourne race seven, number five, Cotel. Uh, a filly been following from the jump outs this preparation. She looks to have progressed into her three-year-old season. Steps down to benchmark 70 tonight, race seven, number five. Suitable distance. Draws the inside over 1,000 metres at Cranbourne. Race seven, number five there. Um, that'll do for around the grounds. We've got plenty at Caulfield coming up. We've got, what have we got? Rose Hill Saturday. Rose Hill Saturday. We've got the So we'll chat with Terry in a minute as well. Mate, looking forward to it. Do you want to touch on Caulfield and Rose Hill now, or do you want to do that after? Let's have a little break and we'll, we'll have a chat about the two meetings there and then we'll get Terry on the line to finish up. Beautiful. Speaking of Terry, play your way, play your way on the Perth Racing Summer Carnival with back and lay bets at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Friday night, Betfair Edge with Tom Haylock and Sam Fantasia. Play your way on the Perth Summer Racing Carnival with back and lay bets at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the Friday night, Betfair Edge. Sam Fantasia with you. With me is Tom Haylock. With us is the Perth Racing Guru. You can head to Betfair for live markets on the Soccer World Cup and back and lay bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Terry Layton, welcome to the show, and thank you for previewing Ascot for us. Not a problem, Miles. Uh, sorry, Sammy. Sorry, <laughs> I get, get confused between the two of you these days. It's, um, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. Basically, yeah, don't, don't insult him well, like that, Terry. He might not be. Who, who, who will be least happy with that, Tom, in your reckon? Take an upset, Miles or Sammy? Or... <laughs> I reckon they'll be both pretty upset, mate. Gee whiz. Uh, looking forward to coming over and spending Saturday with you at the, the races, mate. A huge card, Winter Bottom Stakes Day. I think you're keen to play races three to nine. Um, we'll talk about the two features as well. You might not be keen to bet into those. But where do we start, race three, 1,200 metre race? Yeah, let's kick her off in uh, in race number three. Um, and, of course, my computer's just having a fritz. So there we go. We're back alive. <laughs> uh, race three is the uh, the Tab Touch Regional Championship, uh, which is basically for all the gallopers um, from Albany, Geraldton and Kalgoorlie who qualify in a heat um, in the preceding weeks um, and the top four uh, end up uh, qualifying for this race. And they all come together. Now, the reason I love this race in particular is because basically I focus the majority of my attentions, obviously everything we speak about Ascot on a Saturday, but uh, I focus the majority of my attentions on the country racing and that's where probably my best work, I'd suggest, or the majority of our, uh, of our profits. So I like well, when do, they all come together in the city. You do your best work on the circuit, do you, mate? Well, yeah, that's such a good point. Actually, you might you might see a little bit of that when the uh, when the little uh, when the Gangnam style comes out at about eight pm on. Uh, Jesus. On the night. So, which way are we I don't going? Know how I came up with I don't know how I came up with Gangnam style. Then out of everything, like how is how is that the one I've come up with? Amazing. 
Anyway, it's it's too early for me, let's come on. Um, anyway, uh, in, in this race, there's a heap of speed in the uh, regional championship. So I'm looking for something off pace. A horse called Eliminates, a horse I reckon, uh, is, a, is a really, really, really nice sit and sprinter. Absolutely luckless first up. Um, I've been waiting for a good race in Jarrah, and I've, I've got a good race in town. So really keen to play horse number 11, Eliminate. And I want to save on Pike. Mount. Number two, Coley. It's um, racing super in Albany. It's another sit and sprinter. And... As I said, the way this race shapes, it's going to be a sit and sprinter. So uh, pretty keen, number 11, and we will save on number two, Collie. Race three, number 11, and number two there at race three. Race four, you keen to play? Yeah, race four, we are keen to play. And each way bet here, um, I've got horse number two, Creator, just about crossing and finding the fence. Uh, its last couple of runs have been sensational. Nothing short of sensational. It breezed outside of Mr. Delegator when only being beaten by Tricks of the Trade, who um, obviously came out and run a railway stakes, and Brooklyn Pier, who sat right on its back that day. Um, I thought Creator was easily the better run. And then at their most recent, Creator and Brooklyn Pier crashed again, uh, clashed again. Brooklyn Pier was uh, was super, but Creator sat deep the trip, and a really, I think I think Brad Rewilla just got a little bit wrong that day with how he tried to attack the race. And I think you just need to be aggressive with this horse. There's a couple of speed ones under us, but they're they're both slow speed horses. They don't muster in the races all that quickly, so. I reckon they've put the kid on to be aggressive, find the fence, and at Ascot on a day, I reckon you'll be suited to being closer to the speed. We're getting each way, and I'd mark him favourite. So horse number two, um, creator, we can back each way, which is probably one of the bets I'm more excited about on the card. Love that. Hopefully Brandon Lewis pushes forward on creator. Race four, number two. Race five, the Platinum Series final, mate. Mate, you'll be hearing some choice words. If he, if he snags it and goes back, you'll hear some choice <laughs> words from me. I dare suggest, Tommy. Deary me. Uh, in race number five, um, we've actually got a runner in this $100,000 final. We've got uh, Halatorian. I'm a reasonable well, uh, luck, shareholder man. of. So uh, thank you. I think 10 bucks is about the right price. Yeah, I won't be steering you in that direction, unfortunately. Okay. I'd, part of me will be hoping I'm wrong, and uh, and we do get the chockies. But uh, horse number one here, Ollie's Choice, has to carry the big weight, but has done so on uh, a few times um, in its career without any issues. It beat the majority of these two starts to go after sitting deep um, with weights um, and walking around them. It was the sort of win you see from a horse that's going to be winning black type. You'd expect in the, in the coming um, season or two, uh, it's most recent. They dropped it out to last in a race. If you look at it, if they won that race, they weren't eligible for this race. And this race is worth 100000 That one was worth 30000 or 40000 So there was a real lack of intent, I reckon, for the lads to uh, to win that race. <laughs> they went around. They got around safely. The jockey put it away in the last 200. Look for more aggression early. Look from the land midfield here. And if the same horse turns up, there isn't one of these that can simply turn the tables. So um, I've marked it about 280, and I reckon we'll see four bucks throughout. So another race on... Um, I'm pretty keen on. I told you, Tommy, I've saved all my winners for winter bottom day. I like this, mate. Race five, number one there, Ollie's Choice. Race six, the Lee Steer Classic listed race, 1,400 metres, field of 11. Um, China Spirit looking to make it two in a row. Which way are you heading? Yeah, it's a funny runner, China Spirit. It's only break its maiden on Sunday. And uh, obviously, Simon Miller, the way his yard's going and those colours are going for him. Amelia Park is chock full of confidence and Backing it back out. Look, if he wins, it definitely won't be with my money on it. So good luck to him. But um, a tough race this one, Tommy. I'm, I'm not overly bullish on playing anything here. Just a, a word of caution for anyone having a bet. You've got to remember that 
same Torio and all the Kings men, their grand final was seven days ago in the Guineas. So they've raced their grand final. They went super. They both had pretty hard runs in transit, and now they're backing up off seven days. So look, same Torio looks the winner from a speed map point of view. Uh, super on the Guineas, but you just you never know what it took out of them. Like racing after your grand final, and we'll, we'll talk about the winter bottom shortly. Um, but I always like focusing on horses that are sort of heading towards the grand final. So. Nothing at the moment really grabs me. For a tip, I'll give you Santorio, but we'll have a look at how the track plays on the day and probably a good race to a good feature race to steer clear off for now. Fair enough. Race seven, another listed race, um, staying race of the day. Any you're more confident here? Yeah, this this looks probably your best of the day. It's nothing uh, nothing fancy, but I'd mark pure devotion, sort of a doll. To be honest, I'm close to a dollar sixty five with pure devotion here. Um, Maricino will lead and. There's just nothing. There's just nothing else in the race. Pikey will land in about six or seven. Um, there's a plethora of back markers, so he should easily be able to tuck in um, and not get caught deep. Like and that. A plethora. How's, how's that? Yeah, not bad. I was just, I was just actually doing my word before um, before this began. So I'm, I'm clearly in the right mindset to really open up the vocabulary at the moment, lads. Um, <laughs> Pure devotion at dollar sixty. You got it. Yeah, dollar sixty-five, mate. So look, if um, if all the only way this gets beaten in my mind is if Pikey gets caught deep, and I've got a speed map where there's where there's gaping holes, and he should be able to get in with uh, with comfort. Uh, Maricino will give a real nice kick out in front, but the six and a half kilos um, up to the twenty-one hundred should all be in pure devotion's favour. And um, yeah, this this looks your best of the day. And I'm not one that hops into the shorties, but this is um, well above my price. I'm happy getting involved. I like this because you steered us into a couple of odds last week. You went around the favourites a little bit, um, and now you. <laughs> Honing in on a favourite here. Yeah. Let's get to race eight, the Group 1 winter bottom. Looks a, a plethora of speed here. Probably not the right contacts there, but <laughs> Red Cam Man, India Pacific, Massimo, Rothfires, the fly on the ointment here from inside barrier, and the tactic's going to be really interesting in this race. Uh, firstly, from a speed perspective, who leads? Um, where does Rothfire settle? Oh, that's the question, isn't it? So I actually picked your brain a bit, uh, Tommy, in the past with this race with uh, with Rothfire and the astrologist, and I think they'll all come out fairly uh, positive. The one thing I'll say about these these spin races when you've got five leaders in it, they all know that there's four or five leaders in it, and all of them go into the race thinking, mm, might have to take a sit, might have to take a sit. It's the one hoop and it's the one horse that's aggressive enough to say, no, bugger that, we're leading at all costs. It gets to the top and occasionally gets a really nice lead. So I'm mindful that we think this is going to be a wild winter bottom with five leaders, five across the track and something coming late. And that's the way I'm sort of hoping and I'm going to go with my selection. But I'm also mindful, if you give Rothfire, if you give the astrologist, um, one of the Eastern States horses, a, a rail at Ascot, a nice soft rail at Ascot, it is going to be so hard to run down because we just don't have strong leaders over here in, in our feature sprints in Western Australia. So very mindful of that. Um, but look, I'm, I'm going to stick with the locals. I, I think our sprinters always measure up and this will test you for me has been the best of our local sprinters um, at their most recent in the Colonel Reeves. She races on speed, so she can settle just in behind them. She can get going, and she's got a great turn of foot. She ran the second quickest last two, despite being exposed to uh, clean air, probably at the 600, while Miss Kentucky um, sort of saved her sprint for the end of the race. So, look, this will test you each way is the way I'm going, Tommy, but um, who are you with from the Eastern States Brigade? Great point regarding speed. You often see that, as you said, everyone knows the map and you often see these fast races on paper actually run below average and I totally agree with you. If Rothfire kicks up, Oliver's aggressive and leads, I think they won't know which way 
He went, maybe he'll be hard to beat. Depends on how the track plays. Rothfire up on speed. Valana's the horse on the up. Only had 10 starts. Good career record. Probably better with a, a bit of sting out of the track, but we'll be charging late. So they're the two from the Eastern States. Um, anything in race nine? No, nothing overly exciting in race nine. The favourite's well under my prices. Um, so we're laying we'll the favourite at Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> not a big lawyer, but, but uh, definitely, definitely at that price, it's significantly undermined. But um, I'm not playing Marika for, for the sake of a tip. We'll go that way. There you go, mate. Best bet? Best bet on the card. We'll go short and sweet. Race 7, number 12, 13, 14, whatever number she was. Pure devotion right down the bottom there. Horse number 14 for Willie Pike. Lamp midfield. Painless watch, boys. Painless watch. Love that. Love that very much, mate. Just a quick word about Pikey before you wrap up. You going all right? He is. He's going well. He's going well. Uh, I had a big go on one of his last week where he got it wrong. Um, but I, I, over time, I've learned you take the good with the bad with Pikey. You take him on when he's well under the odds and you back him when he's on. If you like one that he's on, um, have a little bit more confidence with it. Terence, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It's been a pleasure. You and Tommy, behave yourselves tomorrow <laughs> night up the Boy. Socceroos. And uh, you can play your way on the Perth Summer Racing Carnival with back and lay bets at betfair.com. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Friday night, Betfair Edge with Tom Haylock and Sam Fantasia. Play your way on the Perth Summer Racing Carnival with back and lay bets at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the Friday night, Betfair Edge. Sam Fantasia here alongside you. I'm joined as always by Tom Haylock from Betfair. And you can head to Betfair for live markets on the Soccer World Cup. And back our lay bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tommy, welcome back from the break. And uh, do you want to get into the Friday forecast, my friend? Well, let's do it, mate. We've got plenty of other races to chat, but let's do the Friday, Friday forecast. Friday forecast first? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, I love that from you. All right. Do you want to kick things off or do you want me to go? You go first, mate. All I'm right. underprepared. No, that's okay, mate. Uh, <laughs> the sure thing that neither of us will be very prepared for the Friday forecast, even though we've had all week to I do it. I need to get better at this. No, that's okay, mate. Uh, do you want to take the sure thing that I've given you during the ad break or are you not a fan of it? I've forgotten what it was. No, that's okay. Ben Simmons is returning to form and he's passed four games. He's averaged 15.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, 7.2 assists. He's still not quite to all-star Ben or even potentially winning basketball, Ben. But it, for, for Australian basketball, I think it's good to see him back into form despite the bad PR that he's had over the past year because a healthy Ben Simmons means good things for the Boomers, I think. What do you make of Ben Simmons? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one, especially um, you know someone who started supporting Philly because of all the Aussies they had yep. when he was drafted, like Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, Brett Brown was the coach back then. Um yeah, I'm. Sh- I, he he he's really frustrating. Like it feels like he's got all the talent in the world. Um, I also feel like he might be shooting with the wrong hand. Uh, when he was a junior, his dad forced him to shoot uh, left-handed, so that he you know to confuse defenders. And you know when you left foot, right <laughs> foot in the footy. Yeah. So um, yeah, I reckon he's actually right-handed, uh, but he shoots left-handed. Yeah, right. So that's what I make of Ben Simmons. Right. Um, how about you, mate? Okay, my short thing. Oh, I've got no opinion on him. I just wanted to hear you ask. Um, my sure thing, I've just finding this, but I reckon Terry Layton gets a bit carried away on, on Saturday. <laughs> I think you both get a bit carried Ascot. away on Saturday. <laughs> well, I think that might be the sure thing. <laughs> yeah, we get that's... a bit carried away and, yeah, we uh, we struggle Sunday morning. 
Well, my most at stake is footballing nations in the FIFA World Cup who lost their first game that are expected to advance to the round of 16, like Germany or Argentina, most at stake. Yeah, most at stake for me. Um, we're only here in Australia. It's got to be Australia. Um, they're expected to do well. We can't afford another drubbing. Uh, yeah. And that is clearly the most at stake. It comes around every four years. They were up early and everyone got excited against France, got beaten 4-1. France just continue to pour in the goals after that early goal from Australia. And they've got to have the most at stake. It's a World Cup. Every team has it's, – it's the pinnacle. Yep. And it is uh, Australia for most at stake. Yeah, our expectations shouldn't just be making it. We should be able to perform on the world cha- stage to a you know at least decent level where we can go in expecting wins or even battling out draws against some of the better sides. Um, on that note of Australia, doomsday scenario for me is that we get spanked by Tunisia tomorrow. Like, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine another 4-1 loss to a side that we're expected to either draw with or, or even win. So Tunisia are 30th in the world. Australia are 38th, yep. I believe. And stats inside say we are a better chance in the market at the moment in Australia. So back them, uh, head to betfair.com.au forward slash hub, as we said. Gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. So um, head to the hub for all the information on the World Cup. Uh, it's all there from Stats Insider. So we've teamed up with them. They're gurus at what they do, the data analytics, and they, uh, they pour it in. So um, they've got plenty of uh, plenty of advice and plenty of tips throughout every match and uh, every stage of the World Cup, mate. Uh, do you have a doomsday scenario for oh, us, I missed my flight back. From Perth yeah. on Sunday morning. <laughs> what time is your flight? Oh, 11-ish. Jeez, I'm going to put that in the lay-in. <laughs> well, it's too early. Don't well, it's, I actually like it because you're forced to you check out from your hotel anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So then You don't do a late checkout? Well, you can't all the time. So you try <laughs> and just, you don't stuff around. And the worst thing is the time difference. I leave at 11 or 11.30 and get in at 5.30 at night. Yuck. Three and a half hour flight and then three hour delay. It's... Is that why you stopped it's over in South day. Australia, so that you could just beat the jet lag a just, little bit? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I might stop at, uh, where, where can I stop on the way? There's nowhere. Yeah, really, no, there's nowhere. It? There's nowhere. Esperance or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Come uh, back here. We'll go back to the Bronx. Doomsday. Oh, I, don't, I don't make it back from Perth. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> t- Terry Laden will just track Terry, you I'll stay at yours. Yep. He'll oh, <laughs> work with you with open arms. Uh, do you want to do the gambler, mate, and have a yeah, few let's have tips a look. for us? Let's have a look. You got to know when the whole All right, Caulfield or Rose Hill, mate? Let's start with Rose Hill. Um, just a couple of races, a couple of tips I'm keen on. Uh, race one, a interesting race, two-year-old race. Portelli's got three debutants engaged here, and I'm leaning to one here each way, sense of humour. Um, very professional winning his trial. So Portelli had three horses, all trial on the same day. This horse ran okay time, but I just love the way he did it. He... Um, he went to the lead, controlled it. If Duller jumps on, looks a nice horse. He'll be in the right spot, 1,100 metres dry. Rose Hill will be up on speed. So each way all day for a professional little cult there in I sense of humour. I am shocked that you like something after watching it in the trials. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, we had to, speaking <laughs> Not going to use the P word. Speaking of, no, don't do that. Speaking of trials, race eight, festival stakes. Um, number one, Sunshine Rising here. Well supported early, rightly so. Loved his true trials leading in. He has huge X factor. We constantly see, Sammy, that these internationals come over and they prove very, very hard to beat. He will be. He'll be very hard to beat. He's got a big weight, winnable race. It's not the strongest festival stakes we've ever seen, and I think he can win. The other one I want to be on is number 14, Dajran. I'm keeping him safe. He usually trials well this horse, but he's done so again. 
uh, at Ramwick on November 14. It was, forgive his last run. He's good enough to figure here, and he's $14. He can roll Big forward. Price. Tim Clark on board. Um, double figures. I'm happy to have something on him. So Tommy Tuplate, number one, Sunshine Rising, and number 14, Dajran there in the Festival Stakes. Anything else out Rose Hill, or you want to jump onto Caulfield? Let's now, jump mate? onto Caulfield, mate. Get the gambler back up. Come on. Oh, we're, going, <laughs> we're, we're double, double dipping. Oh, you've you got to fade it back up. Yes. All right, Tommy, what do you got for us? Saturday, Caulfield. Great race day. Race one, number seven, Gangitano. Interesting named horse, mate. Two-year-old Colton debut. He's impressed impressed every time he's stepped out at Mornington. Another one for the trial purpose. Um, <laughs> you said it, he's not jump, me. He's <laughs> had a couple of jump outs at Mornington. Been very nice. Craig Williams partnering him. He's done plenty of work on this colt. He's by a first season sire written by... Um, He's lowers his head, length and stride, and sprints well. He's up against a good race, quality opposition, as you expect in a Merson Cooper. But um, I think he'll be better over time, but I think he can win this Gangitano there, race one, number seven. Um, great race day. So head to betfair.com to do for everything at Caulfield. There's plenty of others. The Zipping Classic, as I said, Sound trying to make it uh, three Zipping Classics in a row, Sammy. Um a couple of other nice races. So, betfair.com to you. We've got all our content providers. We've got the Sandown Guineas, which looks a good race as well. Um, New York Hurricane off a win. Atmosphere in the mix as well. Sandpaper. So, really interesting deep race. Um, head of the hub at betfair.com to you forward slash hub. All the um, content providers selections for Caulfield and Rose Hill, mate. And you can head to Betfair for live markets on the Soccer World Cup. Back or layback. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Anything else at Caulfield? Or you want to go on to your best bets? Let's get some best bets, eh? Beautiful, mate. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. All right, Tommy, where do you want to start? Best bet, uh, Tommy, two play, race eight, number one, Sunshine Rising at Rose Hill Festival Stakes. I think he's clearly the horse to beat, and I'll be having more on him. And then just this little saver or slight profit on number 14, Dajran. That is the best of the day. Beautiful. I've got a producer's pick, Ooh. also known as what Miles gave me last night I like at this. dinner. Good for uh, you. Pure Devotion, Ascot, race seven, number 14, step up in trip, Pikey on board, although we know... Over the past couple of weeks, that hasn't meant much having Willie Pike on board over in <laughs> WA. Dangerous. Dangerous. Uh, any allays for us, mate? Oh, not really. I don't no. really have a lay of the day, to be honest, mate. It's been a, a busy period in Adelaide. That's so okay, I... mate. We've spoken plenty about lays um, about the FIFA World Cup. So yeah. if you want to hear some well, of our lays. Argentina. There, there you go. go. Lay Argentina great. and back him later at a bigger price. I think that's the play. We're, we're against them and Stats Insider against them. So they might be the, the play there, mate. Phenomenal stuff, Tommy. Great to have you in South Australia, mate. Enjoy tomorrow with Terry. You two behave yourselves. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Need to. Yeah. The time difference might get me. Yeah, it will. It will. I think you'll I be jet lagged. I might be and... tired at nine o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah, that's okay, mate. Um, you'll, uh, and get, mate, make sure you just check out of the hotel on time and get your flight on Sunday Can you morning. send me a reminder, please? Uh, well, yeah, actually, be, me... that'll be about 3 o'clock at my time, won't it? So, I yeah, I'll be You'll up be and out about. Of bed. You'll be oh. out of bed by then. Beautiful. Uh, remember, you can play your way on the Perth Summer Racing Carnival with Back and Laybets at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tommy, it's been a pleasure filling in the last couple of weeks Miles with back? you. I think he's back next week. Uh, I know he's on SA Breakfast, so um, he'll continue to tell us how hard he's working. He might have most at stake too, by the way, <laughs> oh, doing yeah? breakfast. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's tough. Look out. Yeah. Miles, good luck. Look out, South Australia. Thank you, listeners.